there's actual audience. Yes. <laughs> My name is Brother Henry. I'm Brother Andrew. I'm Brother John. And welcome to X Boys. Welcome back to again. X Church. Today. Welcome to X Church. We're here at the Shrine of Our Life. We're here to something. talk about our Lord and Savior, Nightcrawler. I'll be your dog or whatever he says in that song. Good, good. <laughs> I think he says, good, good. Let me show you my life. <laughs> <laughs> good, go. Uh, this is, I'm excited for this episode. I'm just going to say it out the gate. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to talk about it. There's a lot going on in it. We get to meet the best addition to the X-Men so far. Well, I don't know if he beats Colossus or not, but... Dude, we've been waiting for him for a very long time. What, yeah. What the guys are trying to say is that Gambit's heavily featured in this episode. They're really <laughs> excited about it. This is big for John. John, I feel like, has talked about Nightcrawler the most out of all of us. And Gambit's back. And Rogue is in it. It's my three favorite mutants. Yeah. In order. Gambit, Nightcrawler, Wolverine. And they're Let's all hanging go. out here. Dude, Rogue is a top three for me, probably. I, I true. Would, I would say Where Wolverine, Rogue, and like... Beast are like my probably my top three. Yeah. Although, but, if we're doing power <laughs> rankings at the end of this episode, Rogue's not looking great. She's looking our okay. Yeah. I mean, she's not looking, great. She's Gambit, looking great. Looking Gambit's looking. Uh, honestly, I don't know if he's looking better. He's looking better. Like his personality, I like him more, but he's not really too hot in this one. It seemed like he he almost accepted who he was in this episode, which is like kind of a. Kind of a sleaze. Just. As you can see, there's a lot to dig in on this episode. We're very excited. <laughs> yes, a lot of themes, uh, religious hey guys, and otherwise. It is religious. We're going to talk, be talking a lot about religion. So get your religious. Ad- Let us ad- pray. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, not yarmulke. There's nothing Jewish in this one. No, it's like, very what's another Catholic. religious. Ca- is there a Catholic hat? The the Pope's thing, the Pope's cap, the yeah. Pope's um. Put your Pope's caps on, both <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Go, we're getting into it. In the name Let's of the go. Father is Professor Xavier, uh-huh. and the Son is Cyclops. Okay. The Holy Spirit is uh, Shadow King. <laughs> I pulled it. One of the monks going yaw. <laughs> Rogue goes. Am I the only girl here? And he goes yaw. <laughs> He's a pirate monk. Enough small talk. Let's get into it. Uh, let's just dive in. Nightcrawler. This episode opens more distinctly than any episode that I can remember in recent memory. Um, it's raining. It's thundering. We see a close-up of an owl as yes. it turns its head, and we see its bright red eyes looking it's at us. very spooky. The organ kicks in. It's, yes, very spooky vibes. Giant medieval castle on the hillside, like... Full-on gothic Big horror. red moon. Shout out Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yes, very, absolutely. Very big Castlevania vibes. <laughs> and down in the streets, there is a mob of angry people, and they are talking about a demon that they have been seeing. A s- disgusting, killer, piece of shit demon that's been running around <laughs> the town. That's been pissing them off and making them real scared and mad. And let me tell you, they're German. That sounds like German to me. (laughs) (laughs) And guys, if you're wondering, do they have pitchforks? Yes. Do they have torches? Yes. And a scythe? Yeah, they got scythes. Okay, cool. Oh, you you better (laughs) believe they got scythes. One one nice thing about this episode is that Eric Leewald treated us guys. 
he tells in his beautiful book previously on by Eric Leewald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's an entire chapter detailing this story from outline to script to screen, and it's pretty not. It's pretty pretty. He gave noise. the people what they wanted, and he knew that we wanted more some details on this one. So I'll drop some little morsels as we go along. But let me morsels? tell you this: they morsels, <laughs> some little morsels. <laughs> They, apparently, business standards and practices have some hang-ups on this episode, obviously, with the religious stuff. Crazy? But they also said you could not have a crossbow featured. What? So that's why you see that weird little laser-looking crossbow. <laughs> I'm like, uh, isn't that worse? Yeah, shooting a laser is worse than shooting a crossbow. No. That's been a little Leewald tidbit. Oh, thanks for that, John. Jeez. Um, and you might be wondering, well, where is this monster? Well, we get to see it. It's a shadowy figure that sort of poofs and apparates onto the castle wall high above the mob, starts climbing down, shrouded in shadow and darkness as it descends, watching like a creepy, crawly little monster He's a little rat. (laughs) Um, Until a woman sees this monster, and we get to see him for the first time. And of course, you've already guessed it, it's our boy Kurt Wagner, Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler. And as... The only reason they see him, well, honestly, he's not being very sneaky, in my opinion. No. But he crawls down the castle wall, and then as lightning crashes, it illuminates, it illuminates his, body. his little creepy rat. Rat? rat, <laughs> rat? Stop uh, calling him a rat. <laughs> rat pot. You rat just say that because of the tail. Yeah. I like And he crawls. Tail. She screams, everybody, it is now mayhem in the streets. Yep, they're shooting at him. They're They're blasting pieces of the castle wall off as he... Falls down into the crowd. They start swinging at him with their bats, their sides, their torches, their pitchforks, and he's dodging them. And he straight up he ma- runs on the wall. Matrix runs. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, he must have uh, hollow bones because this guy's <laughs> nimble. <laughs> Tune into our last episode if you want to know what that means. Um, so, or no, two episodes ago. Anyway, he is running. Matrix running down this wall. He we see him like turn a street corner. It's awesome. He's like going down like a block, basically just running on the walls. He jumps up, flips on a lamppost. Lands on top of a wall as he's trying to evade his... They're trying to shoot him. And this guy takes out a little pistol and he's he's about to get him, but he they misses. Got, they got him cornered. Yes. He's just doing fun tricks for them and they, they're not appreciating it. If I was there, yeah. I'd, I'd Dude, be happy. If I saw that, I'd be like, this guy's sick. Yeah. Hatred he, over. He like, is. He he really isn't doing anything bad. No. They're just scared. Yeah. They're jealous. And we've seen they can't this do before. That. This is the classic being scared of what you don't understand, being scared of something new. We are back in X-Men mode. I'd, I'd say get this man uh, a basketball hoop. Get this man a basketball hoop. By the way, we're going so to the Olympics. Let me start critiquing now, Uh-oh. criticizing now. Wow. What are Nightcrawler's powers? Teleportation. Why isn't he teleporting? Because he's trying to just show them, like he doesn't want to freak them out by teleporting right in the middle of all. Well, them. sorry. So they as we corner see him, in this sequence, yeah, yeah he at, only teleports when he has to. At the end, he poofs away and he poofs out safe right as they corner him. I think Why he was going to try to like convince it, like, "Hey, I'm just a friendly guy." You know, You're right? We might be getting ahead of ourselves. Here's my other point. He's running. He's Matrix running on the wall. Yeah. Does he have Spider-Man feet? No, he's just like a good crawler and very agile and stuff. He doesn't he have. Sti- up, he doesn't. He have was up on that Spider-Man wall feet. for a little bit longer than he should have been. He doesn't have <laughs> sticky Spider-Man feet. Okay. Yes, well. he does. Oh, doesn't he? No. See, I'm pu- I'm pulling apart the scenes. He can just like he can just like climb with his like claw hands, like you know, like a little gargoyle. Can, I guess Nightcrawler isn't as cool as you might have thought. <laughs> he is still cool. He can still do it. We cut to his hey. Enough small talk. We cut to a ski lodge. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But first, we get one last moment with him as he appears oh, yeah. back atop the castle, and he just mournfully looks down and is just like, 
Heartless fools, they know not what they do. That's a Jesus quote. Do it in the German accent. To quote Jesus Christ. That's a bu- if Beast was there, he'd be like, to quote Jesus Christ. Fuck, that's what I meant to pull. I was, last night I had a brain fart and I was like, oh wait, I'm gonna pull this. I was gonna pull a clip and every time that they quoted someone, I was gonna pull Beast going Balakwez, <laughs> like just after the quote because they quote so much fucking Jesus. Ozymandias. So guys, that's from the book of uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> From the book of Jesus, <laughs> the book of Jesus Christ. Imagine me doing that, audience, and say, "Oh my God, it's so funny! Wow, good idea." <laughs> laughter, laughter, and applause. So yeah, we go to a ski resort. All of a sudden, it's daytime, and uh, the vi- <laughs> I'm gonna delete that. Vi- <laughs> Just start over. No, that's great. Keep it in, please. <laughs> the The vibes are very much like '80s ski vacation movie. Oh my God, and. And how do we? How, who do we think is there? No, no, no. it's okay, that, yeah. but it's also it's it's the clothing that's really oh. setting the mood. Absolutely. Are Gambit. We do, are is, we doing a fit check? And we're back with the fresh and clean fits of the X Men. You know that they're looking good. Let's start. Actually, in order of appearance. Uh, sure. Now, what we learned from John's book. Is that there's two cameos in the start of this oh, scene right. before no, this we was even a, see our main? This action. was IMDb. Oh, this was IMDb. Trivia. Oh, the camera is uh, it pans across the uh, ski lodge. We uh, see uh, an Australian guy that we'll meet later for a quick <laughs> second, or at least eavesdrop on. We see a little redhead, and we see a little redhead in a sweater. In a sweater, it's got spiders on it. Oh, she's walking in a spider way, and she has a she's sipping from a mug that has webs on it. And what colors her hair? It's red. I I did say that, but yes. (laughs) It's Mary Jane Watson. Mary Jane Watson is in... Spider-Man, the animated series. No, but I'm saying she's in Germany. Yeah, she's hanging out in Germany. She's vacation. She needs a break She's allowed to go on vacation? Yeah. Did Peter say it was okay? I wonder... Oh, I wonder (laughs) if we watch the Spider-Man series, if we'll find an episode where Mary Jane is like in Germany for some reason. There is a crossover episode. We haven't discussed... How was your trip to Germany? We should watch that. That'll be a bonus episode that we'll watch at some point, maybe when the show's over. Uh, anyway, uh, the camera keeps going past. We, it's not just Mary Jane. You think, oh my gosh, a Spider-Man crossover? No way. Keeps going. We also see a little man. Is a little strange. I wouldn't have recognized this person. I, I, I mean, none of us did when we first watched yeah. it until John read this trivia to us. But it's Doctor Strange. Yes, he's got the he's got his uh, little eye of Agamotto, his little cloak, but it's not the full cloak of levitation. It's like Dormammu. It's kind of like if the cloak of levitation was. <laughs> oh man, that took me a second. <laughs> Um, just like Dormammu. a ski jacket, basically. And he's got Doctor his little Strange goatee. He's Dormammu. got his little silver tips, you know. And he's talking to Clea, apparently. Clea. Uh, it doesn't Everyone's really look like Clea. Favorite. She kind of has pinkish silver What's hair. What's Clea? I don't know who that is. I, it's Charlize she's, Theron at the end. Oh, Yeah, remember she pops off, through the portal man. and she's like... <laughs> I never want to think about that moment again. Dude, it's Clea. <laughs> that third eyeball is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's it, He screams as it opens up, and then by the next post credit scene he's like okay Ranking yeah the streets with Clea. it's fine my eyeball's fine i'm we don't have to think about that um anyway so Marvel's let's great. let's talk about who we're actually here to see gambit and rogue whoa now gambit's got my favorite ski ski outfit of me too yeah, i think he wins he's got mardi gras colors my friend purple <laughs> gold green and it's Hot. And they're all like kind of faded '90s Patagonia style. Yeah, absolutely. Colors. It's really, really good. And it's we'll put like a picture full, of it on the Instagram. And it's a full jumpsuit. It's yeah. a full set. 
Everybody's got style, dude. And Rogue, <laughs> style petite. Uh, Rogue is wearing a tight blue, sort of uh, royal blue and white with a big white stripe across her Say chest. Say no more. She looks great. Also a snow suit. We got to bring those back. I feel like not enough mm. people wear those. Okay. And uh, finally, Wolverine. Wolverine black think- snowsuit with red he, He's the dad of the trim. He's got his like his work pants on. It or fit, yeah, it fits him, but I don't think it's that cool. No, it's not It's not cool, but it's very utilitarian. It's, it's very just practical. It's yeah. very sporty. It's, you know, it's not stylish. It looks like Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> and that ends our, our fit check. Fit check corner. Thank you. Thanks, Outcast. See you later, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're chilling at the ski lodge, and, and Gambit's not having a good time. I know, she says. Let's take a trip, she says. It'd be fun. Huh. Some fun. Wow. After what we've been through lately, I figured we could use some time off. But you didn't tell me we'd have a chaperone. <gasps> Don't whine to me. This ain't my idea of a good time. <laughs> oh, our trio is here. This is another spinoff series I want. Oh, I would <laughs> watch this. The Vacation Adventures of Gambit, Rogue, and Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Gambit trying to get Scott laid was its own show for a second. <laughs> that was a good one. That made yeah. me uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't think about her. She's dead. She, your wife dead. <laughs> Check out Dazzler. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh, yeah, Wolverine's also, like, as you heard, pissed to be there. And uh, Rogue is the only one who seemed to want to come on this. Wait, what did I just say? I said Rogue. Hey! So Rogue calls Wolverine a hoser uh, and is like, look, I'm sur- she's like, she's surprised the Canadian doesn't want to ski. Uh, but Wolverine's more, it's not about the skiing. It's more about the rich people giving them all weird looks at the lodge. Yeah. So you yeah. get a little touch of that class commentary that the X-Men can provide. Definitely. One of the many... <laughs> Themes we'll be exploring this episode, but you gotta you gotta understand. You see Gambit and you think, "Oh, that guy's a piece of shit." <laughs> what? <laughs> Say something, bitch. But uh, yeah, so Rogue Rogue gets pissed and she's like, "Okay, well, you guys can plan the vacation next time." And she and Gambit take off. Wolverine overhears some locals talking about a demon haunting a local town, and what? all of a sudden he's like, all right, vacation's back, I'm you didn't back. You tell me that. This is awesome. I'm going to go demon hunting. He pulls up and he asks them to tell him more. As we hey, cut, say something. As we cut back to Gambit and Rogue sitting at the bar, and I love this scene because it like there's a long shot of them just holding hands. Long shot? <laughs> Hollow bones. Hollow bones. There's a... <laughs> Good <laughs> Easter egg, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, please. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Enough small talk. Please, come There on. is a prolonged shot of their uh, of them holding hands, but they're both gloved, obviously. But I, I liked that. I like Gambit and Rogue, them. baby. They're yeah. like they're. You can tell that their relationship's like rocky, but they're both trying to work through it. She's accepted him. They both clearly care about each other. She's um, accepted that he after, cheats uh, every week. Rogue said, "After all we've been through, too." It's just like I guess a catch-all for any situation they've been in. But <laughs> yeah. either them or it's like them like fighting oh, apocalypse yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or just a uh, day-to-day basis. Morph leaving Gambit. again. They can't handle it. Like, yeah. They just got it. him back. You're right. That's probably it. But Gambit says he'll make it up to her and take her to Monte Carlo. He keeps bringing up Monte yeah. Carlo throughout this episode. Just how, oh, if only we were in Monte Carlo. Um, And Wolverine slaps down some money on the counter and says, hey, we're going demon hunting. Let's go. Cut to a mountain. Wolverine skiing down those slopes. He's a good skier. I mean, he is good. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, po- he's talented. 
And uh, Rogue's close behind. He stops to wait up for her. She asks, uh, which, what I was thinking, which is, why doesn't Rogue just fly them to this hey. town with the demon? And Wolverine's like, well, it's not that far, and I just wanted to watch Gambit ski. And we get to Rude. see Gambit ski as he comes stumbling down that oh. mountain. Gambit is straight up full-on comic relief in this episode, and I'm loving it. He stumbles, tumbles, falls, crashes down at Rogue's feet. Um, and uh, he's like... He, Doesn't he, gets, he hit a tree? Oh, that's later. Oh. <laughs> Look, there's not a lot of skiing on the bayou as Gambit. Oh, I says. understand. I completely understand. Although, this. there is water skiing, and I feel like he would be a little bit better than their Well, portraying. you just changed my mind. That's a great Water point. skiing's He's totally different that. muscle use, though, than uh, actual skiing. If there's mud on the field. If there's mud on the field. <laughs> if there's mud on the field, as they say down uh, yeah. can- the bayou. Cancel the game. <laughs> uh, but he insists he's a natural athlete and doesn't need help, and then he gets up and immediately starts accidentally skiing down backwards uh, on the slope. And Wolverine and Rogue give chase, but Gambit slams into a tree, which knocks him out. And unfortunately, his ungloved hand is touching that tree. And he, as he's unconscious, accidentally charges the tree, causing an explosion as Wolverine and Rogue approach. And um, Now, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, you're thinking... Avalanche! Yes. And you'd be right. Uh, as as Wolverine tries to trudge through the snow towards Rogue, who's flown over to Gambit, trying to pick him up and get make him uh, <clears throat> and get him conscious, um, and Wolverine's kind of like grumbling to himself, like, "Oh, well, he can take on Apocalypse and Magneto, but a little tree is gonna take him out." Honestly, he's got a point. Fun fact: Gambit's never faced off against Magneto, nor spoken to Magneto in this entire Whoa. series. He has also never faced off against a tree, so maybe go a little easy on him, guys. No, he was in the Savage Land with them. According to IMDb, they've never fought. But that was just sinister. Magneto wasn't in the... No, Magneto was in the Savage Land. Yeah. They didn't fight. They, oh, they didn't fight, but they were mm-hmm. they were technically on the same side for that one. Yep. Dad, I would rewatch. Maybe they're in different places. Who knows? Hmm. He's definitely fought Apocalypse because that's where the... The name Gambit Well, Wolverine's not necessarily the brightest bulb in the, in the show. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so anyway, before he can reach them and before Rogue can get Gambit, an avalanche uh, starts just crashing <laughs> down the mountain. Sounds like Gambit's pretty powerful. Rogue if he can cause an avalanche. Yeah, that's true. Rogue pulls up. Uh, she pulls up Gambit out of the snow, flies over to Wolverine, tries to pull him out, but she's just overcome by all of the the, the falling snow, and they get buried until. It's, there's like a quiet beat, and then all of a sudden we just hear Wolverine screaming <laughs> as he hey. just. Busts out of the snow, pulling He's up Rogue and Gambit. slicing out, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. Like, you're slicing the snow, my guy? Yeah, that wouldn't really uh, work like that. But yeah. he sees the castle in the distance, and um, we cut to a close-up of an eyeball. It's Rogue. Huh? She uh, wakes up, and she's in a dark castle. The sleeves hey. of her snowsuit have been ripped off. and uh, wooden tarnation. She's sitting on a wooden slab in this, like, dungeon, and there's this monk just standing over She does over say her. wooden tarnation, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But we, we find out that this monk is Johan, and he tells her not to worry. There's 20... <laughs> the first thing he says is like, don't worry, there's 20 guys just like me also here. <laughs> oh, good. Um, but they're all part of the same order, and they say they've helped many ski accident victims before. And thankfully, before Rogue can get too creeped out, Wolverine comes down the stairs. Um, she asks him, yeah, what's going on with Enough Gambit? small talk. <laughs> He's like, don't worry. He's hurt, but he'll be fine. And then <laughs> sniffing, yeah. sniffs something out. There's another the one. There's someone snooping on them as another monk uh, just emerges from the shadows behind him. Uh, he's introduced by Johan as Brother Reinhardt. 
Yeah. Great name. I'm, I always love a good Reinhardt. Yeah. And Johan asks Reinhardt to show them to their rooms. Um, and Reinhardt's kind of like, hey, is it okay to have strangers around? But uh, Johan's like, look. No. <laughs> no, Henry. <laughs> he says, those in need are always welcome. Fine. Um, and Rogue pieces together that they're monks. Obviously, he, they like told her that, they but she also, like says like, "Oh, you guys must be kind of monks, huh?" And also, if you open your eyes and look at them, you can kind of figure it out. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "That must mean I'm the only woman here." And he goes, "Yeah," and then tells her to <laughs> like literally change her outfit immediately because those boys are gonna get riled up. Yeah, he's like, "Look, you're you're in that tight little snowsuit with those exposed arms, and <laughs> <laughs> please don't don't get us going." These men have not seen exposed arms from a woman. We're about to part. go loco. <laughs> An- another fun Eric Leewald tidbit. Yes, censors uh, said the censors said that they could not uh, say the word concussion for Gambit State. Okay, never mind. That's a bummer. It's weird. Um, because it sounded too violent. Oh. That's too, too violent, violent but Wolverine popping out knives from his hands and slashing at people is not. I feel like we've seen guns. Like concussion? Or no, I guess they're always lasers. They're lasers. lasers but, but still, lasers, that's pretty violent. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, you guys watch gar- Gargoyles on Disney? You're going to see guns. You're going to see gun violence. There's a whole epi- oh, I've talked about this before. There's a whole episode about gun violence because fucking Brooklyn is playing with her the cop's gun. He's like, oh, this is cool. And he was just watching a Western movie. Shoots her ass. It's a real bullet. Whoa. He shoots her with a gun, and she's in the hospital. Oh, my God. In Gargoyles? In yes. Disney's animated series Gargoyles. And you learn about gun violence and that they're very dangerous. Wow. You got a lot with a lot, you got away with a lot more then. It was later. It was definitely re- later. religious episode here is... Yeah, they're asking for a lot in this one. Yeah. Enough small talk. Rogue says she doesn't want to make the natives restless. So uh, as they head off, we see Nightcrawler lurking in the rafters, hidden in the shadows. Cool. I like that guy. As we cut to the dining hall, the monks are all eating. Um, and with Rogue and Wolverine, Rogue is <laughs> wearing monk monk's robes. Honestly, she's pulling it off. Yeah. She can't look bad. She looks very cool. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but Wolverine gets to keep his snowsuit. So. Yeah, what um, the hell? The monk points out that this castle survived many wars, and there's like and he very specifically says there's some doors on the upper levels that just open up to nothing. Uh, wonder if that's going to come into play huh. later. That's weird. So he tells them to be careful when they're walking around the place, and and Rogue is just like, "Hey, well, what do you guys do all day?" And he's like, "Well, we just give shelter and help to travelers, and offer be to God. and offer a resting place for people who want to renew their relationship with the Lord." Nice. Wolverine is immediately skeptical. And I, I love that first character. I love that he's like Makes the sense. doubter in this and he's the the faithless, you know? Yeah. And this is where we first really starting to get our themes of like faith um, versus like, not really science. It's just like faith versus like, I guess, atheism or like non. Just faith. What am I looking for? Believing in God and not. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is a good time to ask. Henry, do you believe in life after death? <laughs> I do in a way. Anyway. Enough small talk. <laughs> uh, but the Wolverine's, you know, he's immediately skeptical, and the monk asks if he's lost his faith, and, hey, maybe you're seeking something. And Wolverine's like, I'm seeking action, buddy. I came Ooh. here to kill a demon, all right? Yeah, now we're talking. And he says this just as Brother Reinhardt is uh, walking by with the dishes, and he dr- drops all of them. And um, Johan explains to the group, uh, that's just in the background of this scene, Johan then explains that, oh, the, those demon rumors, they're coming from the nearby town of New Herzl, ah. which I looked up and it's fake. There's no real God damn place, it. It's spelled like a real word. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's spelled N-E-U-H-E-R-Z-L. New Herzl. New Herzl. Um, and he basically says it's just a weird rumor, nothing more. And Rogue then leaves and says she's going to go check on Gambit. As we cut to Gambit's room, a mysterious robed figure enters Gambit's room. Praise we, be to God. We don't see their face, but they go to a cupboard and they pull out a bottle, soaking a cloth in the liquid. Wait, no, that's weird. It's a mall cloth. And, and they use it to soak a rag in this mysterious liquid as he approaches Gambit's bed. Oh, boy. Putting the rag to his face, just as Rogue walks in. Gambit's like, the tables have turned. <laughs> He like when he opens his eyes like he was conscious all the time. He was hoping it was Rogue so he could like sneak a kiss. Um, but anyway, the mystery monk throws the bottle at Rogue, which shatters on the ground, making her cough and filling the room with noxious gas as the monk runs out. Um, Rogue gives chase, stripping off those robes, flying after him. But unfortunately, she turns the wrong way down the hall as we see this mystery man was Brother Reinhardt. Wow. We knew he was a piece of shit. We had no doubt. Well, he was sneaking. There was a brief moment where I thought Nightcrawler might be the one doing it for Gambit. Yeah, because you can't see his face. Yeah, we were going to find out there was some, like, I don't know, maybe it wasn't, like, going to be poison. It was, like, actually something that was... I'm glad it wasn't. Like, a healing cloth or something. I don't know. Yeah. That, to me, tells me you guys don't have the Lord in your heart. For you to think that <laughs> poor innocent man was the one responsible just because he looks a little different. Well, my intentions, I think his hey. intentions were going to be pure. It was going to be a mistake in like, oh, we thought you were going to try to kill Gambit, but you were actually trying to help him. <laughs> his mouthwash. <laughs> his breath is stinky. <laughs> Smelling salt. That's a terrible German accent. <laughs> I keep, imagine this is, is Nightcrawler. It's like Switz. I feel his like we're... His breath is stinky. <laughs> I believe in the Lord and Savior. <laughs> That's like Irish. I don't know. Wait, what no, it you got to start like Werner Herzog. Like, I, I want to. I want to help him. There we I go. That's a little help. closer. Okay. Not a little. Not. Really. I want to help. Anyway, so Rogue flies um, down the hall as I have a tail. <laughs> it's like John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah. I have a tail. You motherfucker. <laughs> uh, okay. In in rounders, sorry. Okay, we're <laughs> Specifically, back. John Malkovich as Nightcrawler in rounders. Yeah, Rogue. Uh, yeah, she flies down the hall to a more collapsed part of the castle. You know, as he said, under construction. Hey, big sign that says "Danger, unsafe past this point." She doesn't care. She slams into a wall, lands on the ground, and <clears throat> opens the door in front of her. Busts through, only to find that it opens to thin air, just like Johan Warner. Wow. She's about to fall when a mysterious monk grabs her from behind. She struggles against him, and they both fall, and they're falling together until bamf, <gasps> I should say. Poof. They disappear and then reappear, bamf, inches above the ground, landing safely. Rogue turns to see the demon. Oh, my God. She's going to die. It's Nightcrawler. And as she starts to freak out, Wolverine busts through the doors behind them and just, he's well, like, it's on sight. He's yeah, like, but Nightcrawler, right before that, he's like, no, 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 it's not what you think. Like, I'm not, I'm just trying to yeah. help you. And well, she, like, takes a second to pause and, like, look at him and be like, oh, yeah. okay, maybe. She's freaked out, but at the same time, she's, like, listening. Well, she's reasonable. She's but a reasonable Wolverine person. just runs in and starts slashing. He's like, oh, hell yeah. Now this rocks. Wait, you're saying Wolverine just judged a book by its cover? Yes. Oh, yeah. No. The yes. Later they say He's a demon. he heard inside that someone tried to kill Gambit and came fucking running. Like... He is hunting the person that tried to kill Because he thought it was the demon. I accept that. Because he assumed it was the demon. So I think that's what... I, he came out like ready to kill whoever tried to kill his boy. Yeah. Well, this is a part that I love because Nightcrawler dodges every single one of 
Wolverine's attacks. Yep, and Wolverine's slashing at him, slashing. He pins him up against He's the wall. He's slashing as hard as he can. He's about to stab Nightcrawler, th- Nightcrawler through the chest into the castle wall, but Nightcrawler poof, a bat, uh, teleports out of his robes and boom, lands behind Wolverine as Wolverine stabs the robes into the wall. That was a great shot. Yeah. And now he he's poops out his... of his robes a couple times, and god yeah. damn, it's cool. It's yeah, great. It rocks. Luckily, he's got the little costume on, or else he'd be buck naked. Yeah, yeah, he's got his cool classic red Nightcrawler costume on. I thought that was a skin. Unless <laughs> oh my god, John, you mother. I was going to say. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Why does it stay on him? Because he can make it stay on him. I'm a Nightcrawler truther. <laughs> Saber truther? No. Nightcrawler? That might be just him. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Anyway, Nightcrawler appears behind him, and he, he's able to finally explain, like, look, I don't want to fight you. Like, I'm, And he holds out his hand like, to shake. And Wolverine grabs his arm, throws him against the wall, slams him unconscious, and he's about to land a killing blow on Nightcrawler when Johan appears, grabs, grabbing Wolverine's arm, and be like, yeah. you can't kill him. He's my brother, baby. Praise be to God. Turns out everyone's his brother. He's yeah. using it ecclesiastically. Ecclesiastically. Yes. As he explains later, in Gambit's room, which we go to next, as Wolverine asks him, I don't see the resemblance. Um, but yeah, he, he's like, look, we're, Nightcrawler is also a member of this monastery, and Nightcrawler's very apologetic to Rogue. He takes her hand and kisses it. Sorry I saved your life. Like, what? Shut up. But uh, he, he basically explains his powers to her. He's like, I do I, not wish to fight. Sorry. Fuck, I should have played that. Anyway. I'm sorry I startled you, Fraulein. I did not know you could fly. It's okay. I didn't know you could do whatever that was you did. Teleportation. I think of a place I'd rather be, look to it, and I am there. Gambit rather be in Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, we get it. Think you can work that out? Enough Gambit. small talk. Enough small talk. He Enough doesn't like the talk. cold, Andrew. Yeah, he wants to be in Monte Carlo. I get that. I got it the first ten times he complained about Doesn't it. Doesn't it get cold in Monte Carlo? It can. I don't know. He's about to go hook up with Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man's fucked. But yeah, Wolverine just wants to know if Nightcrawler is the person who attacked Gambit. And Johan says it can't be him. He's a man of God. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which is the wrong guy to explain that to, because as we know, Wolverine is not a believer. Um, so yeah, they explain that, you know, Nightcrawler is obviously the demon that the townspeople have been talking about. And Nightcrawler's like, look, I'm just a mutant like you guys. But unlike you guys, I was a mutant from the moment I was born. As we get to flashback, and this is like quick shots that we're seeing. Castle at night, a woman's giving birth, screaming painful childbirth as thunder and lightning rains down outside. The midwife looks horrified as people are standing outside the, the gates with torches and pitchforks. And uh, the, 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 crazy? the mother who finally gives birth to this child, she, she takes the baby and we finally see little baby blue nightcrawler. Wow, he's so cute. He's so cute. Um, he's got his little tail, he's got his little blue hair, his little blue eyes, or uh, yellow eyes, I should say. And somewhere Xavier is like staring out. He's like, I want that baby. I am Xavier. And he wants, I want that. Well, it's Xavier who recruits him to the X-Men in the comics, in Giant Size X-Men number one. Where oh, he, it makes sense, because he's kind of like, treats himself as the god of all the X-Men. Yes. A yes. savior figure. And yeah, he appears to Nightcrawler and he says, I am your god now. <laughs> Praise be to God. No, but actually, it's a similar thing where Nightcrawler is being attacked by a angry mob, and Xavier appears in all of them, and he, he literally freezes the mob and like talks to Nightcrawler, like as they're all like frozen, about to kill him, and he's like, "Hey, man, want to join the X Men?" And Nightcrawler's like, "Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to so get out of here." So can he do that? What? What? How does he do that? 
Xavier? He like in their brain. He freezes your mind, yeah. Oh. To where he just immobilizes your body with his the power of his consciousness. Okay. Because like your that. brain controls yeah. your body, right? Yeah. Like we are all just little brain guys controlling like meat mechs. Not and, to mention he's got unlimited snacks inside that chair. Yes. Oh yeah. I was thinking about the X Men scene when he does it at the, the beginning cops of X2. about to shoot himself. He does it there too. He does it a from lot. Magneto, and he's sitting in the back of the cop car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, she takes Baby Blue Nightcrawler, and I don't know why I keep saying Baby he's Blue. He's beautiful. Nightcrawler. Well, he is. He is, and she's running off into the night. And um, while she, when she gets away from everyone, he's in a basket. Wo- this woman, bastard in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true, Andrew. It's really, <laughs> it is true. This woman transforms. Come on. This woman transforms into Mystique. Oh my God! And I'm losing my mind. And I go, well, they are both blue, but I don't want to judge. A Which book is just cover. like the comics. Mystique was always intended to be Nightcrawler's mother. Who she fuck? Uh, well, <laughs> that's a good question. Th- this was actually a, a thing rat that was recently changed. <laughs> was it a rat? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was Spider Man. Okay, the devil himself. Kind of. Uh, so Nightcrawler's parentage has been a long, ongoing debate in comics in terms of like what counts as canon, what doesn't, and there was some changes that were made along the way that were really dumb. Anyway, when Nightcrawler was first created, um, as Claremont continued to write the series, he always intended for Mystique to be revealed as Nightcrawler's mother, and he always wanted Destiny to also be Nightcrawler's mother. Who's Destiny? Destiny is a mutant that um, it was like a... It was Claremont basically trying to write a lesbian relationship in his comic without making them explicitly lesbian because he couldn't get away with that at the time. Huh. Um, where it's like Mystique and her work together, and Destiny can like see the future as you oh. might have known. Uh, Sounds gathered by her name, mysterious, sort of like Madame Web, <laughs> kind of. Oh, anyway, so they were like in love and they awesome. worked together a lot, and um, they fell in love and. Claremont always wanted it to be that Mystique had transformed into a man to <gasps> impregnate her. And Yikes. then, so they're both her mother. Oh, oh, she can make a sperm? Yes. She make goop. She, make she goop. can make goop. <laughs> wow. That was always Claremont's intent. However, Marvel wouldn't let him do it. And so that sat for years. And then some other writers came in and they did this storyline where they revealed that Nightcrawler's father was this demon, Azazel, who we saw in X-Men First Class. And that him and Mystique got, you know... uh, They farted in each other. Then... That's how it worked. Very recently, they wrote in a new sort of retcon of that story where they said, no, actually, it was Mystique and Destiny. They did it. And the Azazel thing was like a diversion. or, Or I think they used part of Azazel's DNA to help somehow oh. or something like that. And so it's, anyway, but then that's why Nightcrawler kind of looks like him. Um, he's so got yeah. the tail, got except the that guy's red. <laughs> yeah, um, he's red and he's blue. But that's like a genetic thing at birth. You either get your mom or you get your dad. And so with Nightcrawler's powers, Color. the reason, like in the comics, everyone always complains about how much it fucking smells because it smells like sulfur <laughs> burning. <laughs> Every time he disappears... He because, because when he teleports, he's actually going to the like one of the many hell dimensions, <gasps> and he's using that dimension. as a that, that's like his. That's way where of, Cyclops beams come from. So he's Cyclops just like dodging. dodging that's those. a different dimension. No, it is the same thing. It's that's, a different dimension, and that's why every time Cyclops it's blasts, stinky. it stinks too. <laughs> oh my god! And when yeah, okay. and when the girl on this ship poofs into pink she smoke, definitely she definitely stinks. Oh, she's stinky too. Wow! So poofing stink. And anyway, we myth busted. 
Praise be to God. So she sends, uh, Mystique sends baby Nightcrawler down the river Moses style. She abandons him. She throws him in the river. Get out of here. I don't want you anymore. He's, and he, and he's, he's found by a traveling circus. And Nightcrawler explains that he became an acrobat in the circus. And he was, you know, beloved by people when the show was happening. And he's tele- we see him flying and teleporting all around. Dude, Mystique sucks. Can we just say that for a quick second? Wait, wait. She's a piece of shit. She did it to oh, protect him. Oh, for leaving him? him? Yes. To protect they him. They were all going to kill him. It was to protect him. I, I, I don't think she's a great mom. She, no, she's not. At, but she had to. Get, she rogue. had to do something. We have she, to look at this. What's the rogue parentage? We should we should spell this out clearly. Yeah, because well, this was we've before had Mystique episodes. went Breaking Bad. She hasn't been a great parent to anyone. She just adopted Rogue, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So she and Nightcrawler ain't blood. No, but they're you know like adoptive brothers. That is spiritually crazy. brother. And I sister. wish they talked about that, but they didn't. It's coming soon. I think. <gasps> I hope so. Night, All right. Nightcrawler will be back. Sorry about that. Just Nightcrawler. Yeah, there is a thing at the end of this episode that says Nightcrawler will return. <laughs> yeah. Along with Star-Lord. <laughs> with Star-Lord? Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Strange and... I already forgot her name. Cleo. Clea. Clea will return. They will. Um, as How do you w- feel about the circus background of Nightcrawler? I mean, it explains his acrobatics abilities. Yeah. it's That's what makes him so... You think he could beat Robin in a fight? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Same. Robin wait, can't teleport. Wait, I did it first, but then I think as Robin starts to download his his combat style mid-fight. Nightcrawler teleports, grabs Robin, teleport and teleports exactly. up in the air. No. Let's go. No. The stinky clouds in Robin's gonna Robin's going to download that information as soon as he teleports. What do you mean download? What are you talking about? Down, he's, he's watching his fighting style, and he's downloading. All Nightcrawler has to do is teleport once to him, grab him, teleport again, up in the fucking air. Yeah, dude. Let go and of Robin him. sees Flying that teleport Grayson. coming and can smell it coming and then uses a taser to just go like this psst, right behind him. smells so bad, dude. You, you get disoriented. Nah, dude. He's disoriented by the smell. He's trained for that. Do you know what burning sulfur smells Have like? Have you met Bruce Wayne? Here, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Henry's dead. This does affect my view of Nightcrawler slightly. I can't, I can't lie. What, the stinky? Go off. He's a stinky boy. Yeah. He's only stinky when he teleports. That's the coolest thing he does. <laughs> so what? Let him stink, you're saying? Let him let stink. It, let the boy stink. That's what this episode's about. Let the boy stink. Right, God loves you if you stink. If, yes. I'm a, if I'm in a town that constantly smells like sulfur, I might be going after the demon, too. I might be trying to kill him. That's true. Maybe he's stinking up the place. Yeah. Kids are passing but out. But it's the because street. they're chasing him that he has to teleport, so it's a, it's a double. Uh, it's snake eating its own fucking butt. Yeah, snake butt. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in the circus. Yeah, and he, he loves his time at the circus, uh, but he's like, look, when the show is over, though, I was still considered an outcast by the people, and I was shunned and hated. And uh, as Gambit interrupts his story with, guess there's no peace for the wicked oh, looking. Yeah. Guess there's no peace for the wicked looking. Gambit. No, he's right. <laughs> I'm ugly. So all people are flawed and all struggle with their capacity for sin. None likes to be reminded of our shared human weakness. My appearance... Does not make it easy. Don't it make you crazy? <laughs> it did once, but then I found peace by devoting my life to God. He directed me to this place where they value the character of my heart, not my appearance. What are you talking about? We're mutants. God gave up on us a long time ago. Oh, boy. Yeah. Holy We're deep. shit. I, there's a series of conversations that happen in this episode that I love. I love shit like this, where characters are talking about ideology and stuff. Yeah. It's great. I mean, obviously, Wolverine wouldn't buy that. Like, 
You know, no. that, that kumbaya finding peace, but... Uh, He's been through too much. He may have been open to it with uh, Tillamook and... What's his name? His name is not... Jesus Christ, Henry. Fuck. I really Kiwok. thought that was it. Kiwok. And, but there's another guy with a T. Tara. Tanaka. Takashi. Taki. It's Taki. Taki. Um, But Kurt... Kurt. I'm going to call him Kurt. Heather. Kurt explains that God does not give up on his children. No what matter, Nightcrawler's name is Kurt. No matter who they are or what they've done. As hmm. we get a quick shot of Gambit on the bed bored. <laughs> and ro- and rogue, rogue like elbows him. Y'all still yapping? He's like just kind of like doing this weird like la-di-da thing on the bed. In his defense, small he talk. just wants to know who tried to kill him. He yeah. doesn't give a shit about any of this. Yeah, he's like, I don't. you guys can talk religion another time. You can debate theology a different time. <laughs> he wants to get back on that in that lodge is what he wants. But anyway, uh, Kurt's kumbaya shit is making Wolverine even more mad. He's like, I don't like this easy answer garbage of, oh, I just found peace because I trust God. Like, Wolverine's like, I tried to find that peace and I couldn't. Like, I don't need a fucking sermon from a Boy Scout, you know. Uh, He storms out of the room, which makes Kurt sad. And Gambit's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. Just, yeah, someone tell me who's trying to kill me, please. Yeah. I got a a little Leewald tidbit for you here. Hit me. So, apparently, when they reach out to Marvel with this plot, because they always wanted Wolverine from the beginning to be the the person whose, you know, faith is in question and, and doesn't believe, they knew they wanted this to be a Logan-heavy episode for that reason, to bounce off of Nightcrawler. But the editor-in-chief of Marvel at the time, Bob Harris, took issue with the casual opening of the story. A coincidence happens during this vacation. Uh, no, I mean, I don't think that was a problem at all. Like, the fact that they run into mutants just because... No, they're nearby. They're yeah. everywhere. That Mutes happens all that, around. That us. was Leo Alt's response, and also Bob Harris said that Logan had been so spiritual in the past in Japan that his struggle with faith wasn't believable. That part I understand. I can understand that. I do, that but Lee Wald shows the letter he writes back in response, which was cool. Oh, nice. And in it, Fuck he says... Fuck you, idiot. You don't talk to me like that. I'm Eric <laughs> Kind Lee of. Wald. He, he gives attitude. He's <laughs> like, yes, Wolverine is intensely, seriously searching for peace, but the Wolverine I have come to know hasn't come close to achieving it. That's true. The Wolverine they've been writing is still a troubled guy. Yeah. And he clearly did have peace when he was in Japan. But who does that part of him, he has gone through so much since then that it has prevented him from Gene finding died. that peace again. He lost his lover there, too. Like, th- that changes you. Oh, my God, yeah. And Kimiko, and, Heather, Gene, Nova, Yuriko, everybody. dude. Yeah. Lady Deathstrike. Am I saying Kimiko? Uh, you said Kimiko, yeah. She's from Spider-Verse. Unbeknownst to them, Brother Reinhardt has been listening to this conversation from the hall this entire time. And we already know he sucks. Like, all, all Wolverine wanted to do today was kill a demon, and instead he, like, got youth pastored by one. Praise be to God. As we cut to the town square, and the people of New Herzl are gathered as Brother Reinhardt tells them that the demon is in the monastery. The evil one has defiled oh that holy God. place, and it must be destroyed, as I'm they all go running up to the castle. God, this is a bad situation. As we cut back to the monastery, Wolverine enters the chapel. It's quiet, it's calm, there's a candle lit, and Kurt walks in, and Wolverine and Nightcrawler have what I think is, like, maybe the best written conversation of the entire show so far. Um, they basically just talk about faith and like uh, how it, it's like an extension of the conversation they had earlier, but it gets so much more uh, deep. <clears throat> well, I was wondering if Wolverine would bring up the obvious that he was tortured and, and treated like a piece of shit that that he's scarred from this. And he does. He says, what kind of God would let them do this to me? And yeah. he shows his claws. 
That's deep. Yeah. We're getting to the real sauce here. And he's, and well, and Nightcrawler, Kurt, Kurt, Kurtman says, understanding God is limited, but his love is limitless. And there you go. That changes Wolverine's mind immediately. They hug, he cries, and accepts God into his life. I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Wolverine doesn't buy it. Okay? He's not into that. He needs a little bit more convincing because my guy has been through some hardship. And Kurt gives a great argument, you know, where he's like, look, so many people, regardless of what the actual religion is, is, like so many people believe in a God. And yeah, jump on the bandwagon, if the, idiot. <laughs> but if that many people can believe something to be true, like... And that's why I became a flat earther. <laughs> exactly. There's not that many flat earthers, though. That's saber, the thing. Saber truther. Because there's no saber truthers. Dude, if anything, we're Wolverine... in the million. <laughs> I don't know. We're all naked in the streets holding hands. But he just he just insists that like Wolverine kind of opens his heart <laughs> to the idea of trying of using religion as a means to find inner peace. It's not necessarily like as a means to find control or exert control over others, like we're gonna see the townsfolk try to use it as, and the way I think a lot of other bad actors try to use it as in the real world. But it's about that's what religion's purpose is: is to find to, to heal that anger and hatred inside you, and to find a different outlook on life that's more positive and loving and empathetic and compassionate towards others. And also hates other religions and should go to war for shit like that, too. But before they can kiss... I keep, sorry, I keep thinking about John saying all the same truth. They're standing in the street naked <laughs> holding hands. And I'm just picturing the end of us. And, like, it's just rows of naked people throughout the world dressed like Sabertooth. But their but they're dicks and, like, vaginas are out. Sorry, I really wish I hadn't said that. That just came out of me. Revenge is a dish best <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Oh. All the saber truthers have to fight all the uh, Wolverine heads. <laughs> We're all gonna dress up as Wolverines and kill you. Um, yeah. So bef- yeah, before they can kiss, they're interrupted by Johan, who says an angry mob is headed this way, and Wolverine's like, "Ha! What's God's purpose in that, you piece of shit?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Running away, preacher. What's wrong? Lose your faith. Oh. Wow. It's true, though, because Nightcrawler's instinct, he hears this mob's coming, he's like, I must retreat. But also, he's talking on the both sides of his mouth, because he's also saying, I need to present myself before them to prove that mutants aren't bad. Now, I know he's saying now is not the best time, because I might get other people hurt. Yeah. But what's your plan here, Nightcrawler? You think you can just walk out there and quote from the Bible, and people are, will like you? He's kind of a dumbass. I mean, yeah, kind of, because they're all very deeply Christian, if they live next to a monastery, probably. You know, yeah. like his whole thing is like uh, like isolated people. And I do like this theme because I think it still bears true to this day. Like isolated people who aren't exposed to people who are different from them. Yeah. It's easy for them to develop prejudices and hatred for those people. You know, it's like growing up in a community where in a bubble. you don't have any Jewish people. You, you could become more anti-Semitic, you know, because you just don't know any Jewish people. Or if you don't know any LGBTQ people like growing up, yeah. like, you know, it's just it, those those biases and those uh, prejudices can form so much easier when you're not actually exposed to the thing. And these people, they live in this tiny little mountain town. Nightcrawler is probably the only mutant they've ever seen or even heard about in their I lives. I was going to say. And he looks like a demon. True. Everyone there is closet, like a rat. Like closeted mutants, probably. Like they're hiding their powers if they can. Yeah. If, if there are any. Nightcrawler can't. That would have been a great ending. That there's well, so many of, the, of them. I am too. Oh, yeah. that there's other mutants. Some of the and they all people. just happen to have tails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also look like a rat. Wait, is Mystique <laughs> all of our moms? Oh, wow. 
So yeah, Nightcrawler says he's like, "Look, I'm I'm gonna leave so that nobody gets hurt," and that's when Wolverine takes the jab. So as uh, Johan and Wolverine leave, we see Nightcrawler falling to his knees as he very quickly like prays to God. It so, I get on my but he's like, "Why? Why must they always hate me?" As a wind blows through the chapel and turns a page on of the Bible that's up on the dais, it seems to me that God moves in mysterious ways. As the mob comes with their torches and pitchforks, Wolverine and Rogue watch from the monastery. Rogue reminds him that those people aren't bad. They're just scared. So be careful when dealing with them. And he says, careful? 50 against two. Trois, me. Don't you know Gambit's ready for anything? Oh, shit. You sure you're up to this? Call, Shell. Soon the room stops, Ben. Now, to be clear, he's just drunk. It's not from the head injury. (laughs) He's still concussed. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So Gambit, he's going to be in this fight, but we'll see how useful he can be. Um. As the mob gathers at the gates. Oh, you'll see. You'll, <laughs> you'll see. All see. Yeah, you'll, you'll all see. see. Uh. The mob gathers at the gates as the monks pray inside, and Nightcrawler watches from the window as one of the townsfolk sees him, and they fire. He fires his laser gun at him, but Gambit pull, quickly pulls Nightcrawler out of the way just in time as it shatters the glass. The townsfolk now take a battering ram to the gate as Gambit runs up on the balcony above them and starts throwing Throwing cards down. He starts throwing up. (laughs) All over him, (laughs) scattering the crowd. Um, Now he's charging up his cards. It's it's kind of a cool shot. He was Uh, smelling the sulfur. He's like, (laughs) that guy stinks. I'm too hungover for this. Something about a, a balcony and gambit takes me straight to Bourbon Street on a yes. Saturday. That would have been he should have that would have been a funny line for him He's to say. Dangling like. beads over young women saying, Show me your Show titties. me the booby. <laughs> Show me the booby. Oh my god. <laughs> um so it's a full on assault on the monastery, and I love it. I love a good assault movie, a god. good assault sequence. Storm the gate. Yeah, Rio Absolutely. Bravo, Alamo, you know, Assault on Precinct 13. The two towers. You're talking westerns? Helm's Deep. This shit rocks. Helm's Deep. As Reinhardt is among the crowd and he tells them to hit Red harder. Dead Redemption 2. As he screams, God is with us. And I love that this episode gets into religion in so many different ways, but here it's talking about how it can be weaponized for violence and hatred instead of used to find peace and harmony. Like, it's intended. So it's obviously like, like this episode shows all the sides of religion, like the good through Nightcrawler, the bad through Yo- uh, through Brother Reinhardt, the townsfolk, and like yeah. the irreligious through Wolverine and Gambit, and like those who are questioning, like Rogue is. Like, it's just, I love... I just love that. It is good. You got lots of different Like, every character has an individual perspective based on their life experiences, and that's great writing for a kid's show. Yeah, true. for sure. Um, Gambit hasn't voiced his yet, but I'm pretty in line with how he feels. Yeah. yeah. As the battering ram breaks through, um, as the townsfolk rush into the monastery. He said, I want to kill God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill God, Sheriff. <laughs> sure. I had enough. Uh, one group rushes up the stairs, only to be met by Wolverine. And he's like, got to get past me if you want to kill some demons. Or he basically says that, but it's actually a little cooler. I'm trying not to turn you bozos into hamburger. Now back off! <laughs> yeah, as he pops his claws and he's slashing Sick. at their pitchforks, and he's like, he's intentionally getting their tools and not stabbing them yeah. specifically. Cutting Swinging the from a chandelier and kicking people in the face. Dude, he's killing it. He's cutting off the pointed parts. Um, as he has another group bust into the chapel where there's a, 
a giant tapestry of Adam and Eve in the yes, Garden of dude, Eden. I as hope you caught ro- that little uh, Easter egg. Rogue is flying in front <laughs> of it, and she's flying in front of the snake specifically. Now, yeah. I don't know if any of this was intentional. It has to be. But the, the image of this shot of her flying in front of this image of the original sin and like her being on like sort of in front of the devil side of that is like, which is how the townsfolk view her. Then what she does is she takes the tapestry off the wall, rips it off, like basically removing it from like its context and then wraps up the townsfolk in this symbol of original sin and ties them up in it. Like that shit's awesome. That's sick. Like, Funny you should say that Eric Lewald mentions this very tapestry in his detailed description of his I, episode. And I know writers that use subtext. They're all cowards. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in children's TV shows. <laughs> Leewald says the one instance of recognizable religious content is the Adam and Eve tapestry. It's oh. not identified as such, so only those familiar will know it, Andrew Nerd. <laughs> yeah, all you true religion heads out there. But he says the Adam and Eve poster. It's safe because getting tossed out of paradise, which is the tapestry's topic, is a theme existing in several religions. So what they couldn't do was show a crucifix with Jesus on it. They couldn't show like Damn it anything religious specifically they to don't christianity yes, but exactly yeah. this works better too they couldn't though. choose one denomination over do another. you imagine if she like if there's like a giant like wooden jesus on the cross and she like picks that up and just slams <laughs> him <laughs> slams muhammad. it into him they, they drew muhammad <laughs> in a chapel <laughs> hey you never know <laughs> oh, it'd be really funny if the x-men writers didn't really do their research it's like yeah so we picked a different prophet uh, instead and drew a picture of muhammad this guy works <laughs> Um, Wait, what is? Hold on but anyway, so so I don't get you. Oh, okay, never mind. So she wraps them up, um, but unfortunately, more townspeople kind of rush her as she does this, and they touch her. They touch her bare skin because remember, her arms are exposed because her sleeves got ripped and off. You this, know, this dude doesn't believe in saber tooth. He thinks Rogue is bare skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill John's you, John. <laughs> Brother John, you're gonna get excommunicated <laughs> from the Church of X Boys. Um. She sucks him. Uh, Whoa. Uh, or rather, they get sucked by touching her. But um, listen, she, she has sucks to, their life force. She, the, listen, my guy, uh, Yar, Yar, had <laughs> tried to warn her about her exposed arms. It's and true. the townspeople flocked. She should have kept the monk right robes on. to those biceps. What's interesting is after this episode, Rogue only wears monk's robes uh, from this point <laughs> forward. She's converted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, she, but she falls to the ground um, writhing because not only has she absorbed some of their life force knocking them out, she's also absorbed, as we know, some of their hatred, oh, which no. she kind of gets the mindsets of these people as I well. I think that was just her again. Again, as we've established, <laughs> she is kind of a bigot. Oh, true. Oh, sure. Her I inner forgot. thoughts just came up. It's been a while. She, and she's like, she we gotta about kill the, demon. the demons. Yeah. We gotta kill them. Uh, don't want to know what she's talking about there, but... As she she rides on the ground in torment, saying, "Get out of my head!" As we cut back to Wolverine, continuing his fight on the stairs, and um, she's do- and she does the classic rogue scream. Oh, of course, the rogue banshee scream. That is really not fun to listen to. No, we will not drop it. This here. is my power ranking problem with Rogue. I'm happy she's in this episode, but she doesn't do much. She ropes him up. They show her butt, dude, a lot. <laughs> we haven't talked about she that. She wears a cool snowsuit. Did we talk about that on the podcast? No, we just thought about. There's it. a lot of butt shots in this one. Yeah, there was a couple rogue bed shots. I'm not necessarily I did, complaining, I didn't but they're they're out there. I wrote a letter to Eric Lee Waltz said, "Stop, please, stop it. Let's go. no." <laughs> and and Lee Waltz yeah. responded, <laughs> "Hey, Lee Waltz, did you like? Were you aware of like how they were drawing the rogue?" No. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't believe you. <laughs> 
uh, as Wolverine, um, you know, he keeps stabbing, swinging, and he realizes he's about to be outnumbered as he he jumps off of the stairs, grabs the chandelier, swings from it, and lands running off out of the castle, out the front gate. Um, As we cut back to the chapel where Johan and another monk are cornered. They try to reason with the townsfolk who are closing in on them, but they're not hearing it, and they want to know where the monster is hiding. Well... In all of you. In you their fucks. hearts. Yeah. Night, Night, Nightcrawler bamps in. <gasps> he says, I'm not hiding. He grabs his brothers. And everyone goes, Oh, what the fuck? And dude. B- bamps out what of there. The and they all, fuck is they're that all just wretched. <laughs> just <laughs> Oh my god. Which which as he as he teleports in and out, the townsfolk are only more freaked out by this. Yeah. They go running. He can uh, do that. As we cut to the library yeah. where Gambit. Nightcrawler bamps back in and Gambit's there. And he's going through it. He wants to be in Monte Carlo, dude. He's yeah, hurting. He, really he wants to be in Monte Carlo. He wants to be getting Monte a tan. He wants to be eating gelato. Those monks kid themselves. <laughs> uh, and Kurt uh, tells him that he's going to surrender so that nobody else gets hurt. As he looks down into the courtyard below, outside, and sees Wolverine surrounded as Brother Reinhardt appears behind Nightcrawler. Suddenly, Brother, Brother Reinhardt got in there. I think we see yeah. him getting a gun earlier. He in picks one of up the... a fallen crossbow laser. Yeah, yes, yeah, big old. It is so funny that this this town that is not very has access to laser advanced. technology. <laughs> <laughs> Lasers. Um, it's pretty much the Resident Evil Four castle. It really. Dude, oh it's a town. yeah, it's the whole yeah. town. The whole town is Resident Evil Four. Oh my god, this is. That's what this is. Yeah, do the Nightcrawler version of Resident Evil Four. Oh, where you could teleport. You're fighting a village of crazy. Short teleports. You know how like Like across up into the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's quick. But then I really I want that. You hold down L one. You cycle through. Quick teleports to a different location. Guys, X Men or fucking whatever video game guys, get on it. I think what you what you would do is the mechanic. (laughs) The mechanic would be like you can do infinite amount of like short term teleports where it's like stuff within your eyesight. But then if you want to do a long one, it, like, takes a certain, like, BAMF meter or whatever, like, teleport meter. Mana. So, and so that way you can't just, like, go. But you could do a huge open world type Energy. game yeah. where the whole thing takes place in, like, I don't know, like, Latveria or something. Think and of all the stink you can spread. So much stink. <laughs> but well, that's, that's also how bad guys oh, could find you. If you, if you, teleport, you teleport too, too much, much somebody sulfur. goes, huh, it smells like sulfur. <gasps> He's nearby. You start. And everyone's on alert, yeah. you know. First half of the game, Wolverine's after you. Because oh he's my you. god, dude! It's a nightcrawler game, but you're from the perspective oh of you're, you. You start god. off and you're like being hunted by these townsfolk. The X Men get called in to hunt you down. Yeah, hire us. Then you join up with Somebody. them to fight some bigger bad. I'll do this for a living. Wolverine is the nemesis that pops out of nowhere and just fucks you up. The, every the potential for X Men video god. games. I'm so disappointed we don't have so many more X Men open world. Like we're getting a Wolverine game, whatever. That's fine. I want like an X Men team game where you're doing different missions yeah. as different mutants. I just yes. want a day in the life yes. of Hugh Jackman. Like. <laughs> At this point, are you crazy? <laughs> Get up, work out, uh, piss yeah. blood. <laughs> so yeah, Brother Reinhardt shoots at Nightcrawler, who teleports out of the way. He keeps shooting as Nightcrawler keeps dodging, and his laser blasts are starting to light the library on fire. Um, oh, God. Thankfully, Nightcrawler ends up grabbing the gun as they struggle over it, and they stumble out onto the outdoor balcony as the inferno rages behind them, growing to take over not just the library, but the whole castle. As the town folks see this, and they think Nightcrawler's attacking him. And Nightcrawler quickly, he's like, says, he's like, look, please, I'm going to surrender. Like, we don't have to fight. And Reinhardt says, he's already defiled this place. He needs to purify it. The townsfolk oh. fire from below their guns at him. Uh, they blast part of the balcony away, which causes Reinhardt to fall 
to his death. <gasps> but what's this? What? Nightcrawler grabs him. Wow. Holding onto him as Reinhardt says, go ahead, demon. Do your worst. He's only got three fingers, too. Yeah. Keep that in mind. He's a strong boy. Uh, Nightcrawler doesn't do his worst, though. He does his best by holding onto him. And Reinhardt says, why? I've betrayed you. And Kurt says, hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for him to judge. As he pulls him up, he asks him how he thinks God will judge him and says, look around. This is the fruit of your labors, not mine. As the monastery burns. Oh, my God. You and, burn a church and Reinhard, down. And Reinhardt just has a mental breakdown. Immediately racked with guilt. He finally bit. got through to my guy, Reinhardt. He's, okay. I see the error in my ways. And I Reinhard, used to be a piece of shit. He immediately realizes he's wrong. And I love Kurt just goes to him and holds him. Mm. Beautiful moment as we get a sick flame transition. Well, no. He holds him and then he teleports into the sky and drops. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, brother. <laughs> It will be over soon. <laughs> as we get a sick live-action flame transition over the screen, as we cut to outside the monastery, um, you know it's in it's in it's a wreck. There's a fire department that's hosing it down. You know it's 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 no use. The demon fucked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. I have a very high thought, and this doesn't even have to be on the podcast. But if I'm thinking about John's strategy of teleporting someone up into the sky and dropping them. Can he do that? Or yes. if he look but if he looks up into the sky, is he going up into space? Like no. how far does he He has go control up? of where he, he can goes. point to a specific cloud and be like yeah. that one. No, it's not it's not like he's communicating with something. He's just doing no, it. No, I know, but when I'm just thinking about that power because what if he's like looking up when and you run Henry when you the moon when you run to the store, when you run down the street, you run to a stop sign and you stop at that stop sign. You're choosing to do that. You have control over your movement. I don't understand how this is a complicated th- theory. I get it because it's like... Like he's just going, I'm going to go like 10 feet up. Boom. He's just 10 feet up now. I'm okay. going to go 20 feet up. Boom, okay. 20 so feet it's up. not like Looper. He doesn't have to put in like a calculation and like figure it no, out. But he can he get trapped in no. X-Men 2, X-Men United? Think he about says Looper. he can get trapped in a wall if, he if he's doesn't not know, careful. If he doesn't know where he's going. If he's never been... If you're like, okay, break into that bank vault. Well, he's never been inside that bank vault. He's never been to that bank. Maybe he's never even been to that city. He can't do that. But if he has a... He, he, so it is like Looper. His body needs... <laughs> What's Looper? His body oh, needs oh, to oh. have a sense of he space. He looks at pyramids and goes there. I was thinking of that. What's the... No, Hayden he can't Christensen do that in a movie. photograph. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. He needs to, like, understand spatially where it is in relation to... Jumper. That's what I was like, why sorry, Jumper? Sorry, <laughs> Jumper. So... Hayden Christensen. Man, what a movie. Okay. okay. Jamie Bell, Hayden Christensen. Yeah. All right. Doug Lyman directed that. That's right. What a guy. Insane person. Moving on. Um, Wolverine's looking at some like tattered map, and he like throws it down. There. I don't. Did you guys There's catch some this? weird business nah. every now and then in the show where the animators just have to give them something to do? I don't know what he was doing there either. Yeah. I buy it with Wolverine because I think he's going through a lot of mental turmoil this whole episode, like trying to figure out how he feels about the old Geo. He's a flat earther, and he's like, "With the map, I knew it." <laughs> What is well, he's shit? questioning. He's questioning it now. He's, he's throwing the map down. He's like, he's only it. seen a globe. <laughs> this in, tells in me Xavier. <laughs> okay, it's round. <laughs> um, as we see Rogue holding Gambit up as they watch, you know, the firefighters putting out the fire at the monastery. Nightcrawler approaches them and thanks them. He says their presence was a blessing, and Wolverine's like, "What the hell are you talking about, dude? This place is fucking ruined, man." Um, and Nightcrawler disagrees. He's like, "Look, Reinhardt understands his tragic mistake, and he's repented." The townsfolk are no longer afraid of me, and nobody died. I'm pretty. I'm pretty thankful for that. And you know what? That's a great outlook on life, Nightcrawler. I think we could all. The world would be a better place if we all embodied that kind of positive thinking. What I'm saying is, how do you feel about 
Nightcrawler's a character, Henry. You think he's too much of a Boy Scout? And a too, little bit. It, to be honest that with doesn't you, interest no, you no, very no. much. Why? Don't freak out. Don't freak out. And don't freak out. I'm asking you. I, I don't feel this way necessarily. I, I think. But I understand feeling this I way. I just. Hey, listen. You know what I love about him? He's coming from a good place. And he's spreading positivity. I'm always down with that. He's it's just, my own personal hangups. He's just a little like. Yeah, so you're a Wolverine is what you are. I am. I don't. I'm not. I'm not even against again, like again religion. Is I'm someone who just of, doesn't care about it. I kind of am more on that. I might end. be Gambit then. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll uh, hear what Gambit thinks in, the, in a sec. I just think he's a little like on the Captain America side of like Boy Scoutism. That's, it's just he, it's repetitive but, to but me. Nightcrawler's so, not. I mean, I will. When say, all you talk about is God, it's like all right. That's, well, it's the whole that's part of, of the problem for me. Eighteen years of Catholic school, you'll start to feel like <laughs> it all just sounds like the same thing over and over again. But it is the whole point. I mean, look, we're only here for one episode. Yeah, he yeah, happens yeah, yeah, yeah. to be at the monastery when it's happening. It is all about religion because the primary antagonist is a guy who's weaponizing religion for its wrong reasons. Yeah. And Nightcrawler and the other brothers at the monastery represent the good that religion can be. Can I need do. to see. Him by, it, I need to see him hanging by the pool. I need to see him talking about well that's what i yes i would love to see more of that i would love to see more of his fun side because in the comics the catholic aspect of it is a part of his character but it's not the primary driving force and i feel like it has become the primary thing mostly because of like this show and also the movies um we got to get him on the basketball court with the boys what's with the swords tell me more about those he's a swashbuckler that is sick that's a big part of his personality in the comics is like he's a funny fun guy like he's in a lot of stuff he's comic relief you know Um, but he loves the lord he also chops necks yeah dude he loves going he loves adventure and he loves like pirate movies and like old like errol flynn shit like he loves robin hood and like pirates and like he's just a dude who wants to like just go on adventures and like have a good time and he also has a sword for a while, and it's pretty sick. And he's also on Excalibur, which is also sick. That's my Nightcrawler variant in Marvel Snap. Is a pixel version of him flying through the air with, with his two swords? swords. He looks sick. Does he kill with those? Probably. <laughs> I, I mean, do the X-Men kill? Does he have swords? Yes, yes they do. Does he have swords in the movie, or is that Azrael? Doesn't no, Azrael, I think, does the sword thing. That's cool. I wish he had sword. Well, we see in X-Men 97, he's got bangs. Oh, my God, <laughs> <He's> dude. <laughs> Does he? Dude, he's got shadow eyes and bangs now. What I want for an, from an X-Men show is it to be approached almost like Justice League Unlimited, where it's not always the Justice League, but a lot of times it's also the other heroes that are sort of part of the larger Justice League, but they like, you know... I see what you're saying. Like, where you have an episode, where you have, but you include all of the characters more often. Like, you have more of Colossus, you have more of Nightcrawler. Mojo. You Mojo. <laughs> Mo Mojo. Sure, uh, why not? More mojo. Uh, you know, you get more Banshee. You get more, you're just getting more of all of those characters just kind of coming in shot. and out of their world to make it feel bigger and more like lived in and stuff, I think would be really cool. Hey! Anyway, um. Say something. But, uh, yeah, Nightcrawler explains that the monastery was just stone and mortar. Like, who cares? That, like, material things can always be replaced but the foundation that god has built in our hearts can never be destroyed and wolverine's like still not buying it so kirk gives him a bible man i don't get you here i've marked a few passages you may find rewarding remember herr logan different eyes now what was the different, different eyes i was gonna ask you guys this. Oh. It's from his speech earlier it's about looking at everything with through a different perspective now it, it's, yeah okay it, i figured mm-hmm. it was that it's not that god has abandoned you it's that you've abandoned god right his bullshit way of speaking basically 
Yeah. <laughs> Guy's bullshit way. Dude, I want to hear him and Beast chop it oh, up. Oh, dude. Oh, they would a have meeting the of great the philosophical, theological I debates. I feel like Beast would mostly like be on his side, but then would start... If, if you Only s- your book is full of lies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you told Beast to take a stance... Like, oh, he would choose science. A, no, but like if you were like assigning him a stance in a debate, be like, defend science over religion. Oh, He'd be yeah. like, oh, uh, 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 get ready, motherfucker. <laughs> He would win in a fist fight, though. Oh, beast. You stupid son of a bitch. Dude. He'd I mean, smell his ass. This oh. is what I'm saying. Beast has... Yeah. He's going to teleport up to his... Like, up right behind him. Beast grabs him by the neck, slams him into the ground, and he goes, do you smell what the rock is cooking? He's gonna, he says something like... Science, as he pours, like, liquid nitrogen down his throat. <laughs> Where's your God? Where's your God now, Kurt? <laughs> or he's quoting the Bible. Oh, like, oh, that's what he would to, do. Yeah. He would quote the Bible at, and I smite down upon thee with yeah. great vengeance and furious <laughs> anger, those who attempt to destroy my brothers. Whatever. And then says, Ozymandias, or whatever. whatever. <laughs> John 3.16. Yeah. <laughs> For God so loved the world that that's he sent his only son. That's the Kelsey Grammer uh, fight that happened between X2 and X3. <laughs> What's Beast's real name? Hank, uh, Hank, Hank McCoy. McCoy. The real McCoy. You ain't shit, bitch. Hank McCoy today. <laughs> <laughs> right now. Oh, man. As we, we cut to Paris, the Eiffel Tower. Take me to Monte Carlo. Take Wait. me to Monte Carlo. <laughs> We're in Paris. Oh. Uh, X-Men in Paris. A Gambit and Rogue are sitting at a cafe eating shrimp cock. They're, they have a little, they have a full, like, buffet going at this, cock, at this uh, yeah. little table. They got shrimp cocktail, caviar. Ice cream. Ice Gelato. Cream. They got some crackers and a little baguette. Those monks kid themselves. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gambit Hell says yeah. what happened to the monks. <laughs> yeah, Gambit is letting know, uh, letting Rogue know that the monks killed themselves. Those monks kid themselves. <laughs> ah, Hell yeah. Back in the civilized world. Oh. I don't know. Those quiet little monks were starting to grow on me. Face it, Shell. Those monks kid themselves. We on our own in this world. Life is random. Deal you a full house or a busted flush. Rogue gets pissed. She gets up and storms off. What I say? What I say? I mean, wow. He's a cynic. Yeah, he listen. He goes with Life the flow. Life is random. He goes with the flow. He's got to live by his own rules, his own destiny. He doesn't believe in that shit. But it's also like, Gambit, read the room a little bit. Like you can tell she like. Yeah, had a, she was going through something spiritually and emotionally in that moment because of your experience with these monks. Rogue doesn't, re- and I he's mean, just like, "Who gives a shit?" Laughs random. It's just like it's like he's just totally blowing off how she feels. Gambit's not great at uh, he's emotional support. Feel better. <laughs> he's been through some shit in Louisiana. I feel like that we yeah. don't know about. So you guys better back. <laughs> well, up. he had to give a tithe to like a. God, basically every 10 years. That was mysterious. I mean, if I honestly, if I grew up having to do that, I'd be like, yeah, life is really fucking random. Uh, yeah. Apparently the censors fought back against Gambit saying life was random. They thought that was too far. What? Uh, but Leewald fought back and said that Rogue reacts to it negatively, which is enough to... Yeah. Why is that? I love that they presented all this because they they don't say any side is right or wrong. They just present all the characters having a different opinion. They think kids would see that and be like, "Holy shit! Anything could happen at any second." They're assuming that all they think they're going to turn kids into a bunch of atheists. They have fate and shit, or at least agnostic. You know. Hmm. Okay, and they were right because look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) You're like Gambit's my favorite character, and I believed every word he said. 
Rogue needs to get some air. She walks down the street. She's just looking for answers. She's she, looking for some she kind wonders, of emotional and life support. She wonders aloud to herself, you know, like, what if what if Gambit's right? What if there is nothing else? And then she gets hit in the face with a newspaper. What if the monks did kill themselves? <laughs> He's saying the monks kid themselves, just so you guys just to be clear. Uh, no, but it, I mean, tell me this doesn't sound like those monks kid themselves. <laughs> <laughs> It was under mysterious circumstance, too. <laughs> I miss them. Oh, no, that's fine. They killed themselves. It was also a double meaning given the church's affiliation with children. Oh, no. <laughs> well, these I like to think these guys weren't associated directly with the Catholic church. Maybe they were like a side yeah, monastery. Yeah, yeah you'd like to think that, but... I, that's look, not the world we live in. <laughs> I'm trying to take... I'm trying to make Kurt come out on top here. I'm trying to make his... Kurt is fine. Yeah, that's Hopefully. true. Well, honestly, I don't hopefully. care about the brothers. I do care about Kurt, though, and I do like that he is like religious in this way, and that he does represent that sort of form of spirituality that um, that Logan's been seeking. Yeah. yeah. Look, yeah it's good. Maybe he's cool if he talks less. Is all I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah. Gambit, yeah. you want to talk more? You say that Go. about everyone, though. You say that about Beast. You say that a about lot of people any... need to shut up. <laughs> Beast talks too much. Yeah, he does. Well, he's gotten better, but yeah. Rogue. A newspaper hits her in the fucking face. Yep. She looks at it. It's a, what, like an ad for the church or something? Well, it's just like an article that has a picture of the church on it or something like that. And then she looks up and she's right in front of it. (laughs) Yeah. So she didn't really need to have that newspaper hit her because she could just look up and be like, oh, a church, that's a sign. Yeah. But I guess God wanted to be extreme. I mean, look, a lot of people use subtext and God calls all of them cowards. Yeah. And a lot of people work in mysterious ways, but not God. As she walks into the church. <laughs> <laughs> um, she hears a familiar voice. It's Wolverine praying. So this is a giant cathedral. Oh I mean, you, you know the you know what they look like. Old Gothic cathedrals, and Wolverine is alone. And this image is pretty powerful. Like, you have this immortal man with an adamantium skeleton yeah. praying before a god that he previously didn't necessarily even believe in, as he says, I will give thanks to you. For though you were angry with me, your anger turned away and you comforted me. I will trust and will not be afraid. Oh, Morph. A single tear rolls down Rogue's face as she leaves him in peace and solitude. They even have, like, the church music. Hey! They like even have like music that would play in church when the like pastor is giving his like. Dude. So if you feel so obligated, come before and kneel and give your life I've to kept, God. Like, I kept that song in there because I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I loved that. song. That's exactly the kind of shit they would play in church. So like, I grew up Protestant, uh, going to a Protestant church for mo- most of well, the uh, Methodist church I should say, uh, for most of my life. I wasn't like extremely uh, super religious ever. Yeah. Um, I grew uh, up riding my bike. <laughs> No, just kidding. I got confirmed in the church of the Lord. You got confirmed? Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Got my bases covered. You, bap- <laughs> you were baptized also? Probably. I don't know. My parents, I think. I at, got baptized. At, at a certain point, my parents were like, we're going to be a little religious now and get. And I like went to church and got confirmed as like a 13 year old or whatever. So I like learned some shit. And then and then I never we never we stopped doing it. So, so what happened, Brother Henry? Uh, they did all of the stuff where it's like, you think Han Solo is talking about the Force? <laughs> well, let's hear what he has to say. And there's like, there's no mystical energy that 
talks about my de- destiny, and they're like, "That's God, bitch." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, no, I don't think so." But I and they're what like, you're "Hey, here's a clip from the Matrix where yeah. they, <laughs> yeah. Neo is a lot like Jesus Christ." Um, yeah, it it was it was not fun actually. I really hated it, but it hasn't made me like look at religion in a in a worse way. I was just like, "This isn't for me." Yeah, sure. Like not religion in general, but like organized organized religion, religion where I have to go to church and all that kind of shit. That's I'm not really that's where I'm at it. too. But also, I I just think. Tons of religions are really interesting and great. Yeah. Um. I have a. I have a. I went to Loyola. I've got a fucking. Oh my god, Saint Ignatius book. I like Ignatius. He's a cool guy. Okay. They. I don't even know Je- who that is. He's a. He's like the famous Jesuit. Oh. Um, and he's and it's like Jesuit. That's why. Jesuit shit is basically just like give up all your possessions and just like serve. Go fuck with serve some South Americans and yeah, I guess I don't know. I forgot. Anyway, there's good and bad. I like the good stuff. I was an altar boy. Wow. You're you a little wanna, baby nightcrawler. I rang the little bell whenever the priest raised the Eucharist, and I had I was really nervous about it every time because I thought I would blow it. The entire congregation is Did you? There. No, I got I nailed it. My timing was great. <laughs> and then I was a very skinny, scrawny little boy who had to carry a heavy book in, in front of the priest as well. Wow, he read you sound from attractive. Me. I was a oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I was a skinny rat boy. <laughs> You're a little rat boy. That's back when I had my tail. Uh, well, what Wolverine's quoting here is Isaiah 12.1. And like okay, for please. those who don't know, Isaiah is like maybe the most important prophet of the Old Testament among, Christi- among Christians because they call it like the fifth gospel because he predicts a lot of things that happened in the future of Jerusalem and its importance to world history and to the religion, to the Jews and to uh, the coming of the next Messiah and all that stuff. It's also like one of the, just the most quoted books in general. This so this is coming from like a prayer that he did, um, where he's basically praising God despite all of the hardships that the Jews have faced, like after leaving Egypt, obviously being enslaved and then leaving Egypt and then their exile from the Holy Land and all that stuff. Getting your bones turned to metal. And mm, yes, yeah. and, and so Wolverine is like, yeah, Jesus. Had I got to praise bones. God despite my hardships. I need to have a good outlook on life and be appreciative that I'm still alive and that I will have a future. You know who else had metal bones? <laughs> Jesus. Jesus Christ. He had hollow bones, like long shot at first. <laughs> and then a guy filled them with adamantium. That's why it was so easy for him to do that. Well, think about this. Three claws on each hand. The Father, the Son, Son and the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit, of course. And Heather. Praise be to God. Now, John, it says here in your notes from the Leewald section, did he con- did Leewald confirm that Wolverine was 95 years old? Yep. He wow. specifically said 95. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that tracks. He's been through <clears throat> so much. Yeah. Sorry to bring that up there, but I don't no. know if you were done. Well, but. it's a perfect time because just as the episode is about to end, you know, Logarine, Logarine, Logarine. I love that. Wolverine reads reads that passage from the Bible, and he just has this small beat where he just smiles to himself. Oh, really. it's so good! And then he bows his head and prays as Rogue turns away with tears in her eyes, leaving him in peace. As the door as the doors of the church close on an image of Wolverine kneeling before God. Wow! What a powerful image! What a powerful episode! I don't know how to Professor X. Goes into Wolverine's mind. He's like, are you talking to me? Do you have any gods before me, Wolverine? I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I just wanted to remind you that. I am uh, Xavier. And God also, he, he's not that great. <laughs> Let me teach you. Uh, can I actually look inside your mind for a quick second? He puts Jesus in a cage. <laughs> he puts he puts Wolverine's faith in a cage. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's like, Beast, I need you to have some conversations with Wolverine. <laughs> oh <laughs> Explains how science is real. Um, Captain Marvel still in a coma. Still to this day. They didn't fix that by the like no. I we I did we talk about that? Like I hope they touch on that in, in God, they never will. Could they, like instead of just leaving her bedroom, couldn't they have like been like, Oh, maybe we could try to like do like, something fix about this. this. Let's yeah. fix this. No. They don't fix problems in the X Men. No, 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 no. They, they point them out and then they fight a bit and then they, they go. They punt home. them down the road, They're yeah. Like, oh, that building got destroyed. That sucks, right? All right. Well, uh, Colossus, you got this, right? Fix Russia. Okay, bye. So I mostly covered the Lee Walt stuff, but he did say that they waited this long to do this episode. They knew everyone loved Nightcrawler. Obviously, he's a beloved character, but they kind of built up 50 episodes of goodwill with the censors at Fox, so they felt better. Like, this was the time. Oh, oh wow. Because the they were like, when stuff? we do Nightcrawler, we want to make, uh, we want to hit him with our religious themes. So they hired their best writer, mm. who wrote Cold Comfort. Scenesy. Oh, of course. Introduction of Iceman. For a new introduction of a character. Of course. There's no way Iceman... Honestly, if that guy writes every new introduction of a character, that's my favorite writer on this show. Because they've nailed a lot of those. Lynn Uli is his name. So like Henry pointed out earlier, Leewald says that Wolverine's angry, bitter, world-weary, and 95 years old. Yeah. He's seen more struggles than the rest of the X-Men put together. And could adolescent Jubilee confront Nightcrawler about the challenge of accepting faith in a dark, troubled world? She wouldn't even have the words, is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, damn. That's the thing. She would, yeah, exactly. Could you imagine her? That's Well, no one fun. was asking for Jubilee to meet Nightcrawler. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, He's a on, rat. Well, I bet, I bet the execs were. That's They're fair. Like, well, why, like, why doesn't Jubilee Use the meet? kid character as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. They, they should have had At first, beast. the story was much more action-heavy. Saboteurs on snowmobiles, Nazi gold, Whoa. Big, big team battle. Whoa. Oh, my God. I would love to have seen that. I'm not saying that's better than this, but I would still have loved to have seen that. Like, if this was a two-part episode. Dude, I'm just, if you had Beast, who's also blue, by the way, <laughs> and you're having him come in, like. My brother from another mother. Like, helping him see that, well, actually, I guess Nightcrawler never lost his faith in humanity anyway, so. No, he always believed. Yeah. Now, guys, we have an opportunity here. Well, before we get to, actually. Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I was going to say Human of the Week now, but I guess we can yeah, do Yeah, yeah, we can do it. I okay. think it's Johan. We have right? a lot of humans this episode. I call him Brother Michael. Brother Michael? That's what my entire notes yeah. was Brother Michael. Brother Michael. Oh, did you just call him that? I didn't see his name as Johan in the in the episode. They say Johan. They call him Johan I don't know several why. times. What did you have him as? Because Rogue right? specifically is like Johan. Um I I barely took notes and I put it as monk. Monk one, monk two. There's Johan so and there's brother. He's not your human of the week, I would brother say. Brother Reinhardt's the evil one. Johan's the good one. I like that Johan's lady. Johan's the one who stops Wolverine from killing Nightcrawler. I like that old lady that looks like Anna Lee. <laughs> I think Mary Jane Watson's my <laughs> He's the townswoman who's like, I the hate one who spots you. The one who spots him. You think Mary Jane Watson just for being there? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I was thinking Clea. <laughs> I was thinking Clea if you, if you really wanted to do that. Uh, Doctor Strange was just over there. Dr. I think he really used his help. Um, human of the week's tough on this one because I hate a lot of the humans. Uh, Johan, how is this hard? What about that guy with the glasses? He lies and says Nightcrawler's his actual brother, and he meant it he, ecclesiastical. And he immediately says in the ecclesiastical. Nah, it's a commercial sense. break between you lying. Go to go to church. I got it. I got it. I got it. He's not lying. No, 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 no. I have it. I have it. I hate you guys. Sorry, I forgive you. I'm gonna embrace <laughs> Christian philosophy. And forgive you. Oh, okay. The couple of the week. Nightcrawler's adopted parents. Hey, okay. They accepted him. Oh. They got him from a river. The they showed parents. him a life of circus. They're like, yeah. and we can make money off of you. 
And where and, are they and, now? And in the spirit yeah. of love and acceptance, I think they should they should be the humans of the week. You know what? I'll take it. If you I guys like aren't going to go with Johan, then I'll take it. That's the couple of the week. Johan could be human of the week. All right. In religion, in Christianity, you learn about uh, compromise, right? In a way, Johan's just the Professor X of the monastery, and I don't fuck. Oh my god, you just oh, don't like authority figures. You know what? I'm back. <laughs> I'm understanding. Fucked. You're. I'm, I, I'm excited. See, seeing a theme now. <laughs> That's why I'm gambit. Jesus Christ, you really are. Um, mutant of the week on three, one, two, three. Nightcrawler. God damn it. It's definitely not gambit. <laughs> Nightcrawler, come on! Yeah, um, it's think, Nightcrawler. Come on, Matt. I do like the challenge of not putting the main character of the episode as mutant of the week, which mm. we always do. But you got to give it to my guy. I guess it's Nightcrawler, and then it's Wolverine second. I would say because they have some cool fights. Oh, totally. Wolverine has some great moments. Oh, absolutely. I like. All right. If I could give it to both of them, I would. I love that they both represent the opposite ends of. Honorable spectrum, mention, you know? Wolverine. And let's not forget, Gambit does some cool shit after doing some dumb shit. He gets shot in the shoulder. He's the only one to take a bullet, a laser bullet in this episode. Are you crazy? He doesn't get shot. Oh, he gets shot. No, he doesn't. Henry? Oh, does he? No. On the balcony when he's throwing cards, he eventually has to give up because he gets clipped in the shoulder. I think that's actually true. Goes back true. inside. Oh, and wow. He's, he got sh- and then at in Paris, he has a oh, sling on. Oh, he has on. a sling on. You're right. Wow. So I... give him a little credit for taking a bullet for the team. <laughs> he's just, he's just, for getting his ass kicked? He's bumbling around. He's <laughs> like, oh, fuck. He has a concussion. Can't say that. <laughs> Can't say that. Did you see the ski suit? <laughs> I feel like I'm crazy. He's the best outfit. I meant to mention this last week, and I should have uh, for our Western episode, but uh, if you watch Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino, Channing Tatum, who once upon a time was supposed to play Gambit. He was? I have a new theory, yeah. and I'm convinced he's just doing his Gambit voice in that in that movie. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, and if you watch closely, it feels like his he only ha- maybe he only has one Southern accent, but it's pretty Cajun, and it, the biggest surprise is that it's good. That movie is I, his I Gambit I think audition. his Gambit voice would have been pretty solid. He would have been a good Gambit. I maintain that. And he had charm and, like, it worked. So here's my thing. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I like that. I actually think this is not, this is, no one cares on this podcast, I don't think. But I feel, I, I kind of feel like there actually is a charisma missing from Channing Tatum. It's more of the flirtation with him than the. He charisma, has it yeah. sometimes, but I never, I always think he's kind of acting. Like, I never see, like, a real natural charm with him personally. So that's what, that's what scares me about him being Gambit. He doesn't have the hair for me. But he's a little goofball. Here's and the thing. And I do think he's a little goofball. I think he's perfect for Gambit because what... Fine. Like, she's the man... You sold me. ...is, like, the movie that... And, and 21 Jump Street. Like The Jump Streets are... That huge, embodied yeah. through, like, a kind of cool southern charm with and him... Fall guy. I think could work really well. And Fall Guy. If he's in Fall Guy? Wait, what's that movie? Free Guy. Free Guy. And Free Guy. He's in Free Guy? Yeah. He's pretty funny. He's like the main character that pops up. It's a cameo. Oh, uh, uh, uh. this was the year that like him, Ryan Reynolds, and they switch movies. A they bunch. just cameo in every single movie. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, ratings. Free Guy is not a bad movie. I gotta say it. Sorry. Uh, out of stank, stank clouds. Out of um. Andrew just did that completely stone faced. He did not like that I said that. <laughs> Let's rank it out of um, non believers. Non believers. <laughs> or rank it out of poof, poof, poof clouds. Yeah. Stinky Bamf poof clouds. clouds. Bamf clouds. Stinky, stinky clouds. Stinky clouds. Not to be confused with the other stinky cloud from uh, But first, let's do IMDb. I'm going to say that this is a solid 7.3. Probably, but I'm going to say four. Eight. 
Whoa. You're out of your fucking mind. 7.9. Okay. Am I? People love Nightcrawler. People love Nightcrawler. People love this episode. I thought that the the subject matter might be weird. Let's just say they named the episode Nightcrawler. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. That's they, hilarious. They say no more. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. They're just like, look, guys, Nightcrawler. Here oh, wow. There's no other episode that's just like Colossus. Like, you know. Yeah. She's like, here we go, guys. Come on. Come it on. makes sense that it took four seasons before they finally could do it. Like, um, they were like, let us do the God one. Yeah. I do. I like that they, they use this episode as an excuse to explore deeper themes like that. You know, this show... When it does that and does it well, it's really great. Sometimes they half-ass it, but here they really go all in, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. And I'm going to be rating this. My heart says eight. I'm going to give it a nine because of its impactful. It's Nightcrawler. It's important. uh, And it's one of those episodes where it's like, I'm going to show my guys the Nightcrawler episode. And if seeing Nightcrawler isn't enough... You get to learn about some little religious stuff and have some different views on religion and cool topics like that. <laughs> That's a nine for me. Cool. Yep. Who's giving it a ten? I know there's going to be one. As the Germans will say, I'm also going to give it a nine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for all those uh, listening out there, nine here. means no in German. So no, he is not giving he it a ten. Not giving it a ten. He's giving it the opposite, a zero. Uh, it's a it's a niner. I, I like this yeah. episode a lot. I think nice. it, it's different enough to like introductory episodes are hard. We just saw last week that solo episodes are very very tough. Cyclops didn't have the best run. Oof. This. We introduce a new character, and we also get Wolverine, uh, Rogue, and Gambit hanging out. No! At that point, it can only be nine and above. Yeah. Um, it's not the perfect Nightcrawler episode I want, just because he's not... We had to do this. This is just the introductory uh, origin story shit. I get it. I want Nightcrawler to just come in and like fucking be fun and, and yeah, kick ass. That I think we can get there. That is my one uh, note, is the fact that he is a little one-note. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing his more fun side... You know, his little more swashbuckly nature. Um, just seeing him just smile a little bit more <laughs> in this episode just would have been nice, you know? Um, yeah, so it's a nine for me, too. We're stri- Truly awesome. For the second time this season, we're given an episode straight nines. The other one was for Courage, the Morph re- return. Ooh, Morph and Nightcrawler together. Yeah. So, what shall we do until your friends arrive? Well, let's catch up on old times. <laughs> Good idea. Do you still like ice cream? <laughs> uh, last week's. Yeah, this is like a, it's just a great example of how to do a solo episode, how to do a character introduction, right? It's good. Like, it's it's, it's all, cool. you get the character, you get themes through character, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Do you think, who had a harder time, Cyclops against a town full of mutants, or these guys against a town full of hooligan? Uh... Oh, Cyclops had the harder time, I think. And he lost his powers, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing. a powerless Cyclops, like... I guess, but he, he had back, vo- but he had tons of backup. This was literally, so Wolverine as, as Wolverine said, two against 50. 50 uh. against two? Yes, but those were just townsfolk. Those are Resident Evil townspeople. Like, you know how many people you can kill with Leon in those? Yeah. Um, Las Plagas. <laughs> really what do funny. they say? Las Plagas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of you shut up. Mutante. <laughs> Play the Resident Evil 4 remake if you haven't. It's great. It's, great so, game. it's, it's fantastic. Game of the year. Should have been. You know what else is game of the year? The X-Boys. Coming up next week. Oh, we got a special one for you. We're going to have that cool son of a bitch, Rob Fonda, back on the podcast. Do you know why? You guessed it. We're going 
back in time or maybe back to the future. In time. Who knows? The future? Maybe both. But we know there's some time travel. And this you know we love time travel and we had to have our guy Rob back on. One Man's Worth, parts one and two next week. Oh my God, and it's a two-parter? I'm going to get my rocks off. Sorry, guys. Henry, don't take off your pants. I'm no, Brother stop. Henry. Stop, stop, please. <laughs> I'm Brother Andrew. I'm Brother John. Bye. 50 against two. I'll try not to turn you bozos into hamburgers. Hey! 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 Hey!